Good afternoon and welcome back to Ulcerative Colitis Motherhood and Me. I'm Ulcerative Colitis Mama. And yes, I'm surprisingly joining you in the middle of the afternoon for a change. Um, well, actually the beginning of the afternoon. Uh, it depends which time zone you're in, to be honest. So it's just gone quarter past midday over in the UK. And I there is a very good reason why I'm posting in the daytime. Uh, not only because my house is empty, but also because I've been struck down with COVID again. So uh, with the current guidelines at the moment, because I am symptomatic and because I did an LFT, which came about as positive, I'm currently not able, uh, not fit for duty this week. So um, I have to retest again in five days or basically allow five days for the, you know, kind of the incubation period to, to go um the the rules keep changing but i think as as far as i know um from what my managers have sort of said retest you know for peace of mind in 5 days but otherwise i can reti- re- you know resume not my normal duties from then um so if you tuned into my last podcast episode um you'll know that i've only got a couple of weeks left in my current job uh the current job that i've been in for the past 6 years so um, with there not being that many shifts left before I, you know, venture onto pastures new, it's kind of been a bit of a bittersweet kind of, well, more of a kick in the teeth, to be honest, um, that I'm currently um, not fit for, for duty because that means that's, you know, X amount of days and shifts that I don't get to spend with my work family. So it's going to make things a little bit harder next week when it's actually my last um couple of days um in the office so yeah it's a kind of kind of feeling a bit sorry for myself and that's probably down to as you can tell I sound a little bit rough and I'm very sinusy and headachey and just joint painy and just feeling a bit fed up to be honest so um I wanted to kind of follow on from my last uh, podcast episode while it's kind of still fresh in my mind um, because as we know I'm not very good at posting um, podcast episodes on a regular basis so I thought I'd use that opportunity to actually make a bit of more of an active effort and, and do that while I've got a, an empty house where I'm not being overheard uh, by family members who you know want to pry or listening <laughs> so um without further ado um let's get started with today's episode so um for those of you who uh have listened to my podcast before uh welcome back uh for those of you who are new welcome um this is a safe space um just a heads up that I do talk a lot about mental health uh talk about um things around sort of what my podcast and my basically all my social media platforms involve so it's anything to do with um ulcerative colitis uh inflammatory bowel disease uh motherhood which encompasses things like uh, uh birth trauma um sort of postnatal depression and sort of my experiences as a new parent um from from when it all began seven years ago and um, a lot of it does involve mental health so I always sort of put trigger warnings in place and just listener discretion is always advised because a lot of my content does involve a lot about mental health Um, and thankfully at this moment in time I'm in a a really good place of recovery 
So I'm able to talk more openly, honestly and freely without that that kind of um, those sort of feelings being stirred up again. So um, and the the whole aim is just basically just um, just kind of like kind of documenting on my own experiences and hopefully, um, you know, my, my ultimate aim is to perhaps sort of resonate with somebody out there that you know um has gone through something similar or in any way shape or form that my podcasts or my uh social media content helps somebody in a similar position so um so yeah so last uh my last episode um I discussed the you know and I use it inverted commas the underdog mentality and I openly and you know and without sort of self-deprecation will describe myself as an underdog and and you know obviously I discussed that a lot in my previous podcast episode and it's not necessarily I I, like I said it's not a self-deprecating kind of term I just think in some ways it's a fact that I you know I don't particularly you know get held in high esteem by you know many people um and I'm okay with that and and that's that's fine and I'm you know kind of never the front runner for 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 things and and that's kind of followed me through in in life in general and and in in my career as well um so you know with going into a progressive new role in a, a specialist capacity I'm still a little bit in shock to be honest um and you know like I said I'm currently not able to uh, go on duty at the moment because I have COVID and I'm symptomatic. So uh, that leaves a lot of time to think, <laughs> or in my case, overthink, because that's kind of my uh, my repertoire. Um, so yeah, um, so following on from that, so I've basically got a couple of weeks um, until my new contract starts, which basically means I move into my new role, um, which I'm kind of getting really nervous about now and it's changed and being the new girl again and 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 learning and adapting to to new ways of practicing and um you know I'm trying to do again I've got a lot of time on my hands at the minute so um aside from housework and you know just doing random things around the house um you know I'm just doing some research into my new job so just sort of things like getting familiarized with different kinds of um, medications and things that would maybe used frequently in the in the role that I'm going for um, and just sort of like, you know, what's expected of my role, to be honest, and kind of rereading my job description um, <laughs> because I think this is the first time in my life that I've actually printed off my job description and read it. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, so with it... <laughs> with COVID sort of kind of sneaking up on me once again, I was kind of expecting to have, you know, a handful of shifts left with my current team and kind of help that transition into my new role. Um, and kind of just, you know, there's going to be people that aren't going to be in on my final week and, you know, just kind of getting used to saying goodbyes and see you laters and, and, and things like that. And, um, and, it's made me feel a little bit sad. I'm I'm not gonna lie because I thought you know I've got a little bit of time just to wind down, get you know sort all my stuff out, hand stuff back that I no longer need that doesn't you know um, that I you know that I'm not gonna need in my new job, um, and also just sort of getting used to not seeing 
the guys and girls from work so much anymore. Um, so not being able to sort of work this week is kind of not not served me very well. So um, and of course, I just have this thing where I feel like a complete fraud because uh, although I am symptomatic, I, I'm sinusy, I've got joint pain. Um, I'm feeling under the weather, as you can tell. I've got gone a bit gravelly more than I usually am. Um, and I'm tired and just sort of, you know, a little bit tight chested and things. And I just morally and ethically, you know, I understand why I can't work. And I, I get that um, because I, I work with very vulnerable people. And the last thing I want to do is pass this infection on to somebody else. And, you know, because as a as a nurse and a healthcare professional, you know, you want to protect those that you care for. So, um, you know, as boring and as mundane it is for me to be stuck at home, not necessarily under house arrest, but kind of being sensible about it and trying to limit the amount of people I mix with and certainly keeping away from vulnerable groups like my in-laws, for example, who are, are older than my parents, uh, my parents as well, because they're, they're not in, well, my, my dad's not in the... Uh, best of health at the moment and he's got surgery coming up so the last thing I want to do is uh you know kind of interfere with that by passing on COVID so um you know I it's it's a small price to pay if it means keeping other people safe um but you know when you're kind of in isolation not through choice um it kind of can wreak havoc with the overthinking kind of side of your brain so you know, it gives you a lot of time, <laughs> let's just put it that way. So trying to keep myself busy and not be so ratty. Um, I was pretty ratty yesterday and I think that was more down to frustration um, because, you know, I'd been, you know, I wasn't able to work and like kind of I'd been so organised, sort of getting everything ready on Sunday, ready for work and and then all of a sudden plans completely change and go out the window. So it was like, oh, great. Um, and of course I got plans with the family as well. So we we're going to take little G out on Thursday night, which I'm hoping, you know, technically I still can, but there's that part of me where I feel like I'm, I'm defrauding, um, you know, myself in a way. Um, but I wasn't supposed to be on duty on Thursday anyway. So, you know, it's just, it's hard because all the rules keep changing that I don't really, I don't need to isolate. I just want to be sensible about it. And I just think, well, you know, um, I, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? And it's just sort of getting used to the, the new rules and things like that, which are pretty relaxed in the UK now. It's just obviously in healthcare, you have to be a bit more sensible about these things. So, yeah. Um, and of course, me and Big G are planning to go away next weekend. So I'm hoping I feel better by then as well. Um, the biggest frustration I'm finding is the anosmia, which um, which is the posh term for basically lack of sense of smell and taste. And as somebody who loves food and, and really loves the smell things, I get like a, 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 what's the word? I get sort of um, quite happy about, not happy, but I get a lot of enjoyment from smelling nice things like perfumes and scented candles and wax melts and stuff. And I'm not able to do that at the moment and I'm not able to taste or enjoy my food. So um, that's kind of another like kick in the teeth, to be honest. And that's something I'm really not enjoying is the anosmia. So I'm hoping that sort of comes back at some point. Um, 
because you know a lot of people have um that have had covid have really struggled to get their sense of smell and taste back so i'm hoping i'm not one of those people um because that's like a big a big thing for me but anyway um that's by the by that's just a you know it's just one of those things um you know so yeah next week will be my last few shifts my last week in my current job and um I'm starting to feel quite emotional about it and I started basically I've started compiling some photographs and stuff of me and my work colleagues you know when we've been on Christmas nights out and like they they put together a a hen party for me and um, a handful of them came to my wedding and you know so I've got loads of memories there that I want to kind of compile and collate and um, I'm trying to kind of make like a reel um, or a video just to put them all together and along to some music just to kind of say thank you and um you know see you around kind of thing you know um I don't like goodbyes um in any sense of the word um I'm more of a kind of a see you later alligator kind of person um it kind of goes with the territory of uh you know um having a brother that lives the other side of the world and and his family so it is I always find goodbyes really hard even when I was at university um when my mum would drop me off at the train station and uh you know it got to the point where she just had to drop me outside the train station because if she came onto the platform with me it made it so much harder and when I've talked to my dad about it when my dad was in the army and um I mean he was younger than me he was 16 when he he joined up so um you know he was saying about um you know leaving on the train to go back to to his barracks or whatever and just saying like the whole carriage was full of boys crying for their mums you know and I totally get that and it does something really quite lonely about kind of getting on a train by yourself and just waving goodbye to to somebody you love so um that's kind of carried on a lot in like as a constant theme so next week I'm going to be an ugly crying blubbering snotty mess because I'm really not good at saying goodbyes at all um and I know it's not a permanent thing it's well the job's permanent (laughs) but you know it's not like I'm never going to see these people again it's just from themes of moving jobs unfortunately you do lose touch with people though you might say hello to them and stuff in passing it's not your relationships change and I after six years in the same place I, I really don't want our relationships to change um I've made some amazing friends in my current team and I'm never going to have that again wherever I go and as much as I respect my future colleagues and you know and I will learn so much from them they're not going to be the same people so and the like I said in my last episode you know six years is a long time and about half of that time I was in a very very bad place I was very unwell uh, with my mental health I was recovering um, from physical ill health. Um, I was learning to adjust with a new chronic condition. I was learning to adjust being a parent. I was learning to adjust having a mental health problem and accepting that. I was having, you know, going through so much. And and a lot of us have come through at some point and broken down or 
you know, had some awful life-changing experiences that have caused us to go through the through hell essentially and we've all been there to build each other back up again and support each other and that that's one of the things that kind of scares me a little bit about leaving is that although I'm still going to have that support and they're going to be at the end of the phone and they're always going to be my friends and my my work family um and an incredibly special relationships with them all but it's they they've seen me at my worst and never judged they never criticized they were just there and um that's going to be hard um but I've got the tools now. I'm in a really good place in my recovery. I'm, um, you know, albeit I have a few bad days now and again, but don't we all? We're all human after all. And, you know, I work in healthcare, you know, and that's a pretty emotionally draining job at times. It's a completely fulfilling, satisfying job, but it can be really emotionally, uh, can, you can take its toll. And I've, every kind of, huge milestone in the past six years has had those girls and guys in the background there sort of cheering me on or holding my hand or comforting me and um so that's going to be difficult and um to kind of be put on kind of you know sick leave um this week like I said, it's just going to make things a little bit harder because then I'm going to have to condense all that kind of all those goodbyes and all that those feelings into those last couple of shifts that I've got next week. And I'm just not I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go <laughs> as as crazy as that sounds. You know, it's um, I was really excited in the beginning. You know, work had been really stressful. So it made the decision to apply for another job quite easy at the time. And then it was kind of like a two-week process before I was actually shortlisted so I didn't think I'd got anywhere and then lo and behold I got an interview and then I was successful in an interview which I thought would never happen because I've not been in a, a a position to you know of senior experience in the respect that the the job entailed and you know my stars basically aligned that day and I uh I'm still a little bit in shock, really. Um, I'm really proud of myself as well, which I never thought I'd ever say to myself because it's very easy to go into that self-critical, self-deprecating kind of mindset because some of us, like myself, who have low self-esteem and low self-worth, that's our kind of our default setting, unfortunately. And, you know, having and through experience and, and past traumas and things that, that kind of comes naturally to us so for me to sort of say that I'm proud of myself for getting to where I've got I'm I'm I feel quite content with that and and that's good and and it's just a reflection that you know that I've obviously worked hard and gained the experience that I needed to to fulfill the role so you know it's all good and it's all positive and this move will be a positive one it's just sad that I can't take them all with me Apologies for the poor editing. I've just decided to have a massive coughing fit. <laughs> oh, the joys of having COVID. Um, so yeah, basically moving on is is a part of life and, and it's something we all have to go through and it's largely positive. 
um it's part of a healing process it's part of a growth and development process and um you know and my current role was the perfect kind of environment for me to to be safe um it was a safe safe place it was supportive it had an environment where I felt I could talk to anybody without fear of judgment without fear of you know kind of um being treated as some sort of outsider um and you know we've like I said we've all had our moments where we've been completely broken down and we've all been there to build each other back up again and it's you know I am aware that you know I might not have that in my my new role or I will into to some respect because they're really nice people that I'm going to be working with but you know that building that trust and that kind of allowing people to see that vulnerable side of you takes a lot of time and courage and trust and you know it's um and I kind of don't want to be I I as much as that that was very much a part of me six years ago I kind of I've kind of put that that Lauren away and she's she's healed now and she's hopefully not going to be like that again she's you know um and you know we all get vulnerable at times and there are going to be times where I'm going to feel quite challenged in this new role and vulnerable but it's um now I've got the tools and the the skills to be able to you know recognize that and be more self-aware and um and being honest with those that I work with and that's all I can I can do to be honest um and if they ask I'll I'll say and I'll always maintain that um that transparency to some respect without oversharing um but you know it's it's part of my my makeup and how it's shaped me not only as a person but as a nurse as well because there are things I can understand patients more and I can empathize a lot more because of things that you know these experiences that I've had along the way um so yeah all the more reason why I feel a little bit down in the dumps because the the transition period which would have been this week and next week to kind of get used to the fact that I'm going and that I'm probably not going to see my colleagues and things not certainly not all of them between now and then um it's going to be really really hard um and you know I'm not one for big fusses and and things like that you know I'm very much I like to bow out quietly and that's basically what I've done in the last few job moves that I've had where um I mean, my first role, I was redeployed. So that kind of, that was very much a quick transition and never looking back, which I never regret. I think that was a really good choice uh, to be redeployed. Um, And then the second time round, uh, I kind of, I remember saying to one of the healthcare support workers that I worked with at the time, oh my, I was like, oh, well, um, small shift to, nice working with you I'll, I'll see you around and <laughs> she she wasn't one that I got on particularly well with um and she sort of all right bye then <laughs> so I kind of left there feeling a little bit kind of oh but in fairness the the ones that you know my colleagues that I worked with and 
had a good relationship with we actually did meet up for lunch a couple of weeks later and you know there there was you know pleasantries exchanged and things so it was it, it did sort itself out and it just it, if anything it, it helped me mature really because I was about I was in my mid-20s then and um still very not meek but I was still quite timid really and it just kind of meant you know do you know it's okay not everybody's gonna like you you know it's fine it's completely acceptable um and then my my last role that I left um yeah I left on a Saturday so there were weren't as many staff in um but I was working with one of my senior colleagues who I I to this day think he's amazing he's so funny he's so dry um very experienced nurse and he's not uh he's not a hugger (laughs) and he hugged me and he gave me a pen with my name on and I was just like you know that to me meant the whole world um I mean it was like a a bit of a it was a you know you can tell he wasn't a hugger because it was just a bit like stiff but um no that that meant the world and um you know and it was sad to leave because you know I lo- I actually love that ward it, it's just not conducive with a with a, an infant so um but it, it's kind of bittersweet really because I get to go back to to that ward because that's where my office will be based so you know it's kind of I think that's one thing that's helping the transition because it, I'm going back to familiar territory um Plus, it's the hospital where I have worked since I qualified. So, you know, it, it it's all familiar and I, there's so many familiar faces there. And, you know, um, so it, it'll all be good. And then I've got colleagues there that, you know, have recently moved over there for, for different job roles. So, you know, the, the promise of lunch dates kind of helps as well. Um, but it is, it's it's just bad timing. You know, I was off last week on annual leave and then I come back and lo and behold, I've been struck down with the COVID. Um, and the other thing as well is that um, this is the third time I've had COVID um, since it all began. Uh, the first time I had absolutely no symptoms whatsoever. So I obviously had a very mild kind of exposure to it. And then two two and a half years ago, I had it. And for those who follow my social media and things will know that I, I did end up um, going into a flare of my colitis, which was quite an inconvenience, I must say, especially when you work on the community where toilets are not in, you know, ready supply. And to be honest, in comparison to my initial diagnosis when I was extremely physically unwell, um the flare was more annoying than anything else it was more of a um it it didn't manifest itself as badly and I was able to get the support I needed and I got onto the budesonide which is the the steroid of choice for a lot of my you know a lot of uh people that are in a uh, stable kind of level of colitis like myself and I was able to carry on working, which was which was fine. So I didn't get the isolation. I didn't, you know, and I wasn't completely debilitated like I was the first time. Um, but the the threat of having COVID again made me worry a little bit that I was going to contract 
contract a flare no that's the wrong kind of terminology i was going to end up going into flare again because of the immune response and a lot of the symptoms around covid can be gastrointestinal gastrointestinal um which isn't great when you've got colitis so um i don't know if anybody sort of saw my instagram post yesterday where i was feeling as you can tell by the photos feeling very very sorry for myself and part of that was that I was worried that every little stomach gurgle I was having, every kind of little, you know, wind pain, gripe pain, whatever you want to call it, I was concerned that that was going to turn into something more inconvenient, like a, a colitis flare, which when you're starting a new job in a couple of weeks is really not what you want. And when you've got a nice, you know, romantic weekend away booked, you really don't want that either. So... The thing is, it's if it happens, it happens. There is nothing I can do to prevent it. It's just a case of just monitoring my symptoms and just keeping an eye and making the right phone calls if I need to. Um, I'm really, really lucky where I live because I've got IBD nurses. Um, I think there's about three or four of them now based in my local hospital. And um, they're always at the end of the phone. And I uh, recently had my like kind of my telephone consultation for my yearly check-in. And, you know, they were quite happy with everything um but you know so I'm quite lucky that they can do everything they can prescribe and everything and all I have to do is just go to the hospital and collect the the medication so um which you know was fine last time it's just a bit of a pain having to go all the way to the hospital pharmacy because it's a hospital initiated drug but never mind you know thing you know it's better than having the flare I guess um so yeah um so the fact that I've got COVID again is making me a little bit more twitchy in terms of, let's just hope it's not, you know, bad enough to set off anything bowels-wise. Because um, that would be an inconvenience that I could rather do without, <laughs> to be honest. Although working in the hospital, there are more toilets. So, you know, there's always somewhere you can duck into. So, um, you know, so every cloud has a silver lining, as they say. So that's the current state of affairs at the moment with ulcerative colitis mama. Um, and it's only Tuesday. But, you know, um, it's all well and good sort of saying, like, think positively and, and do this, do that and the other. And, and essentially I do. I, I do think a lot more positively than I ever used to. But it's just things like I'm not good at adjusting to things that don't go to plan and this week being one of them. And just sort of feeling sorry for myself because that means there's sort of four less shifts for me to do. So in a way, it's kind of good in one respect because it's, you know, that's four less shifts to work. But it's it means that's four less shifts to say good my goodbyes to people. And um, it, I, I'm starting to already feel like a stranger in my own job. And it's just... I don't know whether that's just part of the transition process, whether that's just my my mind getting used to me leaving and just sort of bowing out where it just work feels like a strange place. And um, I don't know. I just feel, I feel really sad that I'm going and part of me is not ready. Um, but it's part of life and it's part of growing up. And even at 36 years old, I'm still growing up. And... Um, Hopefully, I think it's just I'm not feeling, you know, I'm not feeling at my best at the moment. So, 
you know, you kind of do feel a little bit low when you're not well and, you know, it's, um, and yeah, it's just going to be hard and, but like I said, I'm going on the Christmas party. So, you know, I'm still very much part of the, the crew and, you know, one of my colleagues who's like probably the nicest person in the whole world said something really, really nice to me the other day and just sort of said, look, just because you don't work here anymore doesn't mean you're not part of the family you know, you still are. And I was like, oh, no, don't, because you make me cry. <laughs> um, so it will be, it'll be an interesting sort of insight um, and also remembering to not drive to my current office um, after after next week. Um, and I've just got so much sorting out to do in terms of like handing stuff back. I've got a car boot full of equipment that needs to be returned and uniforms and um uh, oh and that's the that's uh, also quite funny really it's funny but it's not funny so the uniform supplier for um my health trust uh they basically changed suppliers so the there's delays in ordering uniforms uh, my new matron ordered my uniform probably about four five weeks ago because I thought, oh, let's just get on good, you know, because I knew that there were delays and things. So I said, all right, let, let's just order them now. And, you know, because I'm definitely I'm definitely starting. Um, and I emailed her PA yesterday just to sort of say, look, I'm currently off with COVID. I hope I haven't missed any correspondence to my work emails. Because, of course, being at home, I don't have access to my work emails. And just sort of saying there was any news on my uniforms. And she said, unfortunately, they've still not arrived. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm going to have to, I think, get like an emergency kind of contingent of uh, plain scrubs or something until until my new uniform actually arri- arrives. Because uh, I'll be in a different colour because I'll be a different um, job role and a different band. So I'm going to need a, a different colour top. So... Um, I'll have a quick look on eBay and see if I can find like a, a plain one that I can just, so I can be differentiated from, you know, ward staff. Although I'm probably going to end up looking like an agency nurse, but that's fine. Uh, I just have to explain that I'm not an agency nurse. So, um, you know, oh, it just, it it's it'll be fine. There's nothing I can do about it. And there's no point stressing about something that's out of my control, is there? So, and I quite like that mentality of going well it's not my fault to worry about so there you go um and it'll be nice to feel like I can leave my work life in work and my personal life you know it that I mean there's always going to be elements of your personal life that overlap and vice versa but um I'll be able to switch off a little bit more and when you're an overthinker uh, an anxious overthinker like I am it it's quite hard when you don't feel like you switch off from your job and it'll be nice to be able to have a role that I could do that in, hopefully. Um, but obviously I'll keep you posted. Um, and on that note, I'm going to go now for the afternoon because I realised I've witted on and probably made no sense. Um, so I'm blaming the um, virus for that. And I will keep you guys in, you know, in the loop and hopefully things will work out okay and positively and not too emotionally. So um, with that, enjoy the rest of your day. Stay safe, keep talking and lots of love. Take care.